0: This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Freeman. And you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle
1: Project. All right, Project, welcome back to this episode of In The Black. If it's your first time listening, In The Black, what do we do? We talk about how you can take businesses, fitness businesses specifically, into the black, which is uh, in becoming profitable. It's kind of the industry term for being profitable. And that's what we want for you guys. We want you to have profitable businesses. We want you to have... Uh, amazing Lives, I want you to be better at what you do from a professional standpoint if you're in any industry but yeah, obviously more specifically the fitness industry. One way you can do that guys before we dive into it is to be uh, coached, to be mentored. I don't know how many times we've told you but we do get coached and mentored by NPE, uh, NPE Fitness. Uh, they help all, all fitness businesses from a PT that's starting out on day one or is thinking about starting out all the way up to people that are multi-location gym owners help to develop and grow their businesses. You guys have heard our conversations with Sean, the owner, the founder, uh, obviously a super smart guy, super switched on, now a resident of Australia, which is super cool with his Aussie wife. But really, guys, we're just telling you this because there's always a better way to do something. And then if you're always in your own little silo, in your own little bubble, uh, it's very hard to realize that by yourself. You'll be a very special person to kind of just just read books and, and get better. But it always helps to have someone watching over you, guiding you, um, helping you to, I guess, screen your ideas and get better. And this is what I'd recommend. This is the easiest way we would recommend for all you guys uh, is to because we can stay out there and go find a mentor and get, get uh, coaching or whatever. But where, where do you start with that sort of stuff? Not everyone has access to this, but everyone has access to MPE. So,
0: it's way faster just to find someone and
1: pay them. Way faster. Yeah. And these guys are good and we've gone through a lot of bullshit. <laughs> this is not one of those guys. We have been through a lot of courses A lot of people have stolen and lied to us. A lot of people that haven't really grown businesses before, right? And what you want to look for is, firstly, what has this company done? Who have they helped? Uh, And are they a big business as well? Do they actually like rely on your money? to survive um, or they're like pretty damn successful, They've got a pretty big client base, it doesn't really matter if you join or not because they, they have a lot of success, you're looking at MPE. So to check them out, themindmuscleproject.com slash MPE is where you guys can check that out and then if you're at the point where you want to buy into the gym, the gym game or you potentially want to sell your location or some of your locations or all of your locations, the best place to do that in Australia is at AFS Brokers. So go to themindmuscleproject.com slash AFS and you guys will be able to access, uh, sorry, no, you go to afsbrokers.com. My Master Project, sorry, I'll get it right. afsbrokers.com, and you guys can check out all the gyms that are for sale, and then if you want an opportunity to uh, potentially get your gym valued, uh, what it might be worth, or hey, maybe you want to sell it for half a million dollars, what do my financials need to look like to sell my gym for that much? This is the perfect resource for that. So again, AFS Brokers, you'll probably speak to Elliot or one of his team and he will he will guide you in the, in the gym selling and the gym buying game. All right. So today, we want to talk about all about growing and developing your staff. I will start. The reason we brought up this topic is because we we're talking to MPE and we said, you know, a lot of guys listening to the show come to you guys and why do they not join the program? What are some of the reasons they don't join? And maybe this person's listening. Maybe they're not. I hope they do listen to this because... One of the reasons they said is because uh, sorry, they didn't join is because they said, "If you tell me I'm going to have to grow and develop staff and find staff members to help me, then I don't want to join this program because that's not what I want to do. I want to do it all myself. You are fucking destined to fail that's the, That's the truth. You are destined to not grow your business, you are destined to have a small weak mindset for the rest of your life, and you'll you're destined to never do anything impactful.
0: Also, you shouldn't have chosen a service based business.
1: No way, that's your first mistake. No way. Kind
0: of makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it's some, you actually always need a team. But you could go reasonably far, I guess, with like a small team and contractors. <laughs> Maybe like some sort of product where you see people who like deliver it and you don't really
1: have to know them and stuff. But right. it's a
0: service industry. Yeah, like You have to have a team to deliver the
1: service. Exactly. So uh, you need to fix that fucking mindset. That's number one. But number two is staff are the the beginning and the end of how effectively you can grow your business. In all types of businesses, people are the most important thing. They're your most important, your most expensive asset because they're your most important asset because the right people in the right seats in a company are the difference between success and not being successful. It's not an idea. uh, It's not the the execution of the idea. It's all the things involved that all the people touch and, and how those people are involved. So the magic... Yeah, don't start looking for this special crazy idea because there's so many special crazy ideas out there. It's really about the total execution of this idea by the right people because you can have a really great idea, you can execute it with really bad people and it never goes anywhere. So it's about getting all these factors right but one of these key ingredients is having the right people. So we wanted to spend a bit of time today because likely you've probably got, you know, you might even just be the sole business owner now. You know you need stuff or you have, you know, quite a few stuff and you need to grow and develop them. I think at this point... Uh, everyone totaled up there's something like 12 to 13 staff uh, at our companies we're rapidly growing uh, we'll probably have you know maybe five six seven more uh, within the year uh, that's what the hope is but either way we've had a lot of staff uh, over the years we've had staff for a long time we've done a, you know regrettably we've done a really bad job with some of them but fortunately we learned from our mistakes and i believe we're doing a much better job this time around with a lot of those staff so the the starting point for all this and I guess it's not really something that you give much weight to until you kind of fail at it, change it and then see the results like all things, right? And it all begins with leadership. It all begins from a top-down effect and so really, uh, probably the one of the best quotes I've heard from Vince Lombardi is, uh, leading by example is not the best way to lead, it's the only way to lead and so you have to have a commitment to bettering yourself, a commitment to doing the right thing doing everything you say you're going to do so fulfilling on your promises and then I think really just kind of like setting uh, setting a really good example for how you want people to conduct themselves in the company and uh, i read it somewhere, it's a really good way, it's like you are the master copy of the employee framework for your business. And so with a master copy, do you want to duplicate? Do you want to cut, copy, and paste that thing multiple times out? If you don't, well, you need to fix the master copy, right? If you have bad habits, if you don't get enough sleep, if you drink too much, if you don't do what you say you're going to do, is that really a master copy that you want to duplicate out multiple times throughout your business? Not really. You're going to have a pretty shit business. So you want to make the master copy as high quality uh, as possible. And that starts with you.
0: Mm. Yeah, a, I've never heard the master copy example but yeah. it, it does play out quite well uh, and then yeah, I think it's just um, you can just go speak to anyone that, that's that got a boss or anything like that and then usually uh, usually one of the biggest complaints will be
1: about the bosses yeah, in some way they didn't lead by example it's like always oh, so annoying
0: or you might have had that boss yourself in the past Yeah, like,
1: oh, I, he didn't do it yeah. she didn't do it, so why should I do it? You know, and so you've got to be hyper aware hyper conscious of that stuff that is one of the responsibilities that you take on starting a company that you don't really give much weight to I think when you're beginning you don't really imagine that well it doesn't matter very much that's the thing it doesn't matter very yeah. much
0: like the, I think the smaller your team is the, honestly the less it matters if it's just you and one coach still matters but you, know, you are 50% of the team so it doesn't make that much difference but Then I think the more and more staff you add you become a smaller and smaller part of the team Yeah. so you're delivering like less of the sessions yeah. you're like a smaller eventually I say so you got 10 people you're only 10% of the work being done in the team <laughs> So, the leadership for the other nine makes a bigger difference. That's why I think why it grows in importance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if you ever meet a successful business owner or founder, what you'll find is they have great leadership qualities. You know, everyone's leadership style is different but at the end of the day, they are trying to make themselves the best version of themselves, right? And that is what you want from your staff. You want from your staff to... Have a self-development program to be readers, to constantly upgrade their ideas, to work on their health and fitness, to work on their communication skills, their selling skills, whatever their role is. To constantly be upgrading. You don't want someone that like kind of half-asses it all the time. If you're the one half-assing, and I know because I've been there. I used to half-ass it a lot. I used to skip, skip fucking work and go to the beach. You know, I used to kind of do a couple of things on the to-do list and then you know not get back to things and. You know, being that, being being the lazy boss, being the lazy owner, and ultimately you don't get results, right? Or you, know, you get half-assed results from your stuff because they see you and they're like, "Well, he's, he's at the beach, he's not doing anything." And you know, it's, things aren't really going well around here, and particularly when you put on your story. Then you're truly fail, <laughs> And everyone puts it on their story. It's like um, it's like people that skip work these days and they post like at the cricket, <laughs> like fucking idiot. Yeah, it's so stupid. Um, uh, but really, yeah, if you are determined, if you're uh, if you believe in your mission, if you do all the actions and you fulfill all the promises and then the times you slip up, you're honest about you slipping mm. up and you say, hey, look, I, I can be better. Uh, I did this on the weekend and I'm not proud and you know I missed this deadline and I didn't get the result like I promised but I'm going to do everything I can to do and you back those words up with action, then those are the kind of stuff you're going to create. People are going to come to you back. Guys, I, you know, I said I'd get out 30 pieces of content this week. It was only 21. No excuses. I fucked up. I'm gonna get out thirty-five next week to make up for it. Those are the people you want, but it starts with you doing it first. So the next thing is core values. Now, core values is a great way to put on paper who you are and what your company is about. And that it's really it really is like, you know, I think the hardest part about setting core values when you start and when you're young is you don't haven't really established who you are. And so your core values are hard to identify. But, you know, our eighth year in business now. We really know you know, who we are, what we represent, what we like, what we don't like, who we want to be, who we don't want to be and what values we want to create and what we don't want to create and so as a result, uh, we're able to very clearly define core values and very clearly represent them through our actions because our actions are always keeping us moving towards that direction. So all I would encourage for you guys is to identify those core values if you don't have them because your core values are going to be the framework for which you hire staff and which you grow staff the growing side of uh, staff with the core values. Let's take one of ours, for example. Uh, let's take uh, ambition, mm. right? So maybe a staff member comes to you and you can tell there's a little bit of fire in their belly. You can tell they have that ambition. You can tell that they want a better life for themselves. And now it's your job from here to get more out of that core value from. Them. Some people don't have it all. Some people are like, you know what? My goal, retire at like 31 and sit on the beach. Mm. That'd be really good. Oh, you know what my goal would be like? get a house like way out in the bush and like never speak to another human being again. Cool. Like fuck, fuck all ambition. Mm. Someone comes to you like, oh yeah, like uh, I hate to kind of say this. I'm a bit nervous to say it but you know, one day I would, you know, I'd love to have like a really nice car and like, you know, a big house and you know, I'd, I want to support a great family and I want to make a big, I want to impact a million people on my social media. Okay. That's ambition. Now I have to help to grow and develop that. It's a little bit there. The fire is there. You can tell they want it but how do you, help them forge a path to get there and that's really where growing and developing staff ties into core values how can you get that person to represent that core value more and more because we're all like if every core value is represented on a scale of 1 to 100 you know you might be 50 on this on one day 100 on this one one day 2 on this one one day but you're, you, you are at least one of everything on every day it's just about how can you push that one up to 100
0: yeah and often I think with this you can be like oh there's like so many good ones I could choose from obviously uh, but I think the point is you just choose someone and you, you get started on them because yeah. you can always have a focus, right? It doesn't mean yeah. like, oh, we didn't put equality, I don't care about equality. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just like, hey, these are the ones we're going to choose and uh, like they really resonate with me so we're going to go for it.
1: Yeah. I think what, um, when we did Don- 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 Donald Miller's course yeah. and he helped uh, he kind of change core values, he just said make them a bit more specific yeah. to your company and that's what it was. And like, yeah, equality is like really good but maybe like ambitions more relevant for fitness. Yeah, it's just right? not that. It's Yeah, just- or energy is more relevant for fitness. Maybe having big energies and like not really that relevant to um accounting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it can help. It'd be great if you have like annoyed. high energy accounting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> chill the fuck out.
1: <laughs> Low energy. That's a core value. Um Okay. So, next next part is treating everyone equally. This oh, just ruined my equality thing. What do you mean? I just say equality is not, not as important. No, it's important. <laughs> it's a given. It's a given. So, treating everyone equally and that's uh the best way to show your staff that you care is that the guy who's got a job with you on day one in the intern program that's working for minimum wage is just as important and you treat him just the same and trust him just the same. As the guy who is you know, senior level management, maybe even your business partner, you treat everyone the same. Now, your your relationship with that person is different, of course, and, and how you speak to each other might be different. The stories, stories you share might be different, but you treat everyone. No one is special, right? And every like i'll give you an example recently we're very fortunate to uh you know uh lululemon hooked us up with some some clothing i couldn't get it for the whole team i could only get it for half the team And i was like ah oh, should i get it should i not get it because i want, want everyone to be treated equally with these jackets anyway so i regrettably got it only for kind of one of the team and already someone was like ah, oh, where's my jacket and i was like you know what it's my fault i should have got jackets for everyone or should have got no jackets because i should treat everyone equally and that that's kind of my fault here i need to wear that and i just said hey look it's not about the fucking jackets. We're going to get plenty of free shit in the future. Have my jacket. I don't even... Like, I don't really care for Take the jacket because on the mission we're on, where we're going, you can buy all the fucking jackets you want at the end of the day. So, uh, it is just a really good, easy example of like, you know, something small, but do need to treat everyone equally. It is important.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one because it's like on a sports team, you know, you're always going to... You're always going to give a break to maybe like the 10-year veteran that's mm-hmm. like put in so much and the dude on their first day on their first day, hey, you're probably going to be harsher on them. That has contributed nothing, hasn't proved themselves in any way. But then there's another way of looking at it, which is just like, hey, still all like human beings in the business, right? And people are going to be have an expectation that you are going to get treated fairly. So maybe like one person earns more than the other person or maybe they got some other, like they get more leave than the other person, whatever it is, right? So there is like inequalities in there. But then there's like, yeah, a basic equality that people are just going to still expect. And I think hmm. when you slip up on that, you just can... It rubs people the wrong way, you know, because yeah, it might be more senior, it might have made more sales this month, but still a human being, Yeah, you know, on the team.
1: Yeah, and it's not there yet. There yeah. might be one day. You just have to see it that way. Um, okay, next point is to, and uh, I'll let you talk about the ratio, but mm. it's very, very important to challenge people and give them constructive slash negative feedback. I think we made the mistake of like never wanting to hurt someone's feelings, right? And so, only give them, rain them with positivity, Ah, uh, that's useless, right? Someone just tells you how great you are all the time. There's never an opportunity there to get better. doesn't mean you can never tell them that they're great, but negative feedback is it's actually what people want. people want to be told that's obviously how it's delivered, which is important but people want to be told hey man, that's good, but you can be better like you, you know, there's a lot of ways you could be better and you fucked up here and here and here and here and like if you work on those, you'll be significantly better than you than you are at the moment. And if they just focus on what you're good at, oh, bro, that was amazing. And there's like 15 things wrong. They're like, oh, cool. Never, don't have to fix anything. And they just stay the same. So constructive negative feedback is what people want because it helps them grow and get better if they're the right people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, will, I don't think most people do want it. I think most people don't want it. That's yeah. the truth. High uh, performance. Yeah. No, I think most people don't like it, uh, which is interesting, which is why probably most people don't give it out as much because it's a natural tendency <laughs> not to want it, right? So it's where you go. And and we ha- we systemize actually our positive feedback. I don't really think about it really as, until someone mentioned it but we give positive feedback uh, on all our group group meetings. We, we, we like systemize it then. It's a good opportunity because if you don't have that, you can forget to give the positive feedback, right? And you like bring up this positive feedback. Like, yeah, I never told this person, but really helpful on this thing or you say it. And I think what um, something I learned from a book and I find is very useful is positive feedback in, uh, in a group and negative feedback one-on-one. And that's something I make a huge effort to do because what you'll find is that both can still work, but um, positive feedback is even stronger when there's other people around to hear it you know and you give it to someone one-on-one, they're like thanks man like you killed it oh yeah it's good when there's a bunch of other people in the room that really often can feel good for mm. someone right like when the coach calls you out in front of the whole team like man you set up for the whole team today like you feel you're buzzing right when he grabs you aside after the game it still feels good but it's not quite the same yeah right and um and i think uh my philosophy on it is that negative feedback works the exact opposite so when you give it in front of other people there's a lot more like they feel defensive mm. and people you'll see like usually get a lot more defensive about it whereas when you um, when you give it at the right time and it's one-on-one it's usually very different because you know they know you're not trying to embarrass them mm. whereas like think about a bully he always does it in front of other people because he's there to humiliate you mm. right that's how they do it Right in front of everybody in the school mm. he like pointed out that like you're wearing your shorts backwards, you know. <laughs> but you walk up to him, hey man, it's like want to let you know, like your shorts are backwards. You're like, fuck, thanks, bro. Yeah, I, you know, I actually wanted that. Mm. You know, so that is, and I do think, I think, um, I think that's something I learned that makes a huge difference is having the time one-on-one to give constructive feedback and then positive feedback. You're almost better off just holding it to other people around because mm. you can double, triple the impact of it.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say as well, like sometimes you can use positive feedback as well to get something that isn't being done that well to get being done better so it's like say i was trying to think of an example all right say someone is a like a baseball pitcher right and they're like they got they got the the curveball and the curveball is like good uh, but it doesn't strike out bad it's but it's getting there it's getting yeah. there you so it's it's okay it needs to get a lot better to be an effective tool to to strike people out but uh it's not so horrible it's completely useless mm. and so like there's two ways you can approach it. You can be like, bro, your curveball is like pretty shit right now. It's like 50% of the way there. You need to fucking work on it. Like we're not gonna strike anyone out unless you get your, your curveball better. Or you can say to them, Hey bro, uh, curveball looking really good. Keep that curveball up. Keep keep nailing it, keep adding speed to it, keep like turning that even harder, even faster every time, because it's looking so good. Right? The curveball's the same in both scenarios it's at the same point. But it's more like, hey, you're doing really well at the moment. I want you to go even harder and keep turning that. And they go, man, my curveball's pretty good. Like, fuck, I'm going to make it even better. It's like my weapon now. I'm a curveball guy. So like they... They think to themselves, okay, next time I throw this thing, like this is my fucking pit and they put yeah. extra effort into it and they make it better uh, or they like negative and I like, guess they still work on it but they probably feel a little bit more burnt about it because they're like, fuck, it's like never good enough for this person. Yeah. It can always be better. So, sometimes if you want a, a character trait or you want a certain behavior to be better in someone, rather than tell them why the behavior is wrong and how it could get better, instead just kind of say they're already good, doing a good job of it and that you're excited for how much better it's going to get if they keep working on
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me there's a one basically adjacent to that which is really similar and it's a good one you can use and it, it's one of those ones that like works so much that even when you know it's being done to you like it still works right, you like can't help it working um, but it's one I'll try and use a lot which is like if you want someone from something you you like tell them they're really good at it Yeah. so someone's like I had one recently where someone yeah had, was just not on time for something I was like oh, you know you're like always on time for everything. You're pretty much like early for everything. Like, yeah, I know. That's why I was so weird when you like weren't on time for this thing. But I know it must have been something else to come up because you're always on time for everything. And like, mm. Yeah, dude. I'm like, that's me. I'm on time, bro. Yeah. And and you can still get a really good effect. And it's funny because people, you can do it to someone and it still works, even when it's not even true. Like I'm not very clean, but if someone's like, man, you're like a, you're tidy. One thing I like about you is you're really tidy. So it's really weird when you left this out because I know how tidy you are. I'm like, buzzing. I'm like, no one calls me tidy, dude. Hundred percent, bro. I am tidy. You're right. <laughs> Um, so it can still work, you know, and it's uh, it's everyone's different, right? What's going to work for them? But that was one that yeah, you reminded me of there of how like you can go, you can get someone to live up to something. Yeah,
1: that's what it is. You're getting yeah. them to live up to more of that that thing. Yeah, you're, just, you're so
0: good with your money, dude. It's just, like really weird when you bought that stupid thing because you're like, you're
1: a financial genius. <laughs> yeah, like, I am, dude. Yeah, it's so weird that you got yourself in like eighty thousand dollars credit card <laughs> debt when you're so good with money. <laughs> like, oh really? I suck with money. Uh, okay, so next thing, uh, which is I think. Kind of t- definitely tied to what we just talked about mm. is like when you are hard on people, uh when you are giving – sorry, when you are being hard and you're challenging you're giving negative feedback, you want to be doing that on the action or, or the result. You don't want to do it to the person mm. and so I think that's a really clear distinction to make because like you said, at right the end of the day, these are human beings who are giving up their time, their energy – their life, their best years to, to work for you. Exactly. Yeah. Right? To contribute to your vision. Especially if they're like, oh, just not cashing into a manufacturing job mm. for a paycheck or whatever. Like they're actually there with you in the leadership team every day and they want to see the yeah. vision come to and life. They're
0: doing extra things. You know, they exactly. didn't have to do it just
1: for you. Like our guys are full-time. Uh, we pay them full-time but I know they all work extra. They mm. pull, all put extra time and you're not counting every single hour that they do yeah. and they're like, nah, the second I tick 37, I fucking don't want to hear from you. Right? So these guys, 36, 39, <laughs> I don't, Don't say (laughs) what? I know they're good because I say to my team, hey, guys, uh, look, I know you've got this plan to get this thing done on Monday. My suggestion would be, I know the week's going to get away from you once it starts. I reckon you guys are going to do something on Sunday. You meet up, knock it over on Zoom, get it done an hour, set yourself up really nicely on Sunday so that when Monday comes, you can just hit the execution button. And they go, cool, they book a meeting for Sunday. How many people do you think in like some certain companies want to work on a Sunday? Most don't, mm. right? If you find the right people, they're willing to give you their Sunday and that's pretty fucking special. So uh, I appreciate our guys so much when they do that and these are the people we want, right? Not everyone's going to do that but you know our guys really step up and I'm I'm super proud of them for that but there are moments when you, know, you get great people like this, you never want to take away from who they are as people unless obviously they do something really immoral <laughs> which you probably then can roast them as a person but when you're hard on them, you're hard on the result. Hey, bro, you did not hit your numbers this month. It was supposed to get, you know, 25 leads into the gym. Like, what happened? It mm. didn't make sales, didn't hit the numbers. And it goes two ways, right? They can say this to me as well. You know, this is not good enough. Mm. I need this from you. Uh, we don't grow if you don't pull your weight here. This has to get done. I know you can do it. It's not like, so you're talking about their actions. Like, you know, you just didn't step up enough and you, you didn't put the work in. It's mm. Simple as that. Didn't get done. The results aren't there. You need to take more action next time. You're being hard on what they're doing. You're not like, dude, you are a lazy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, you are so stupid and so useless. How how are we ever going to get there if you keep dragging your feet like a fucking idiot? Like, that is being hard. That is attacking the person. How... You, no, how one, many, th- no one responds well to that. No one can respond well. You just think right? about
0: yourself. Someone called you lazy. Yeah. Even if you were being lazy, Yeah. you still... You never respond well to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, hey, man, you didn't hit the results, mm-hmm. like... You're doing really good. You're doing good work. It's just not enough. So I need you to find out a better plan. I need you to step up. I need you to create more because I know you can do it. You've got us really good results in the past. You represent the company so well. I'm so proud of you. The team loves you, but we need more from you. It's like that is now you just it's just action based, right? It's just results and action based. It's not personal. It's not person based. And so I think that's really important to be hard on the results. And it's important to be hard on the results and the actions, but go easy on the person.
0: Yeah, I, I, a good way I try and do this uh, and I got it from the book, Crucial Conversations, is uh, is I guess just reversing this. So you, you start with the person and then you do the result. So for example, we had a uh, staff member and they meant to get three referrals in a, in three months. They got two. So it's not quite three, right? And then the way they say to do it in the book, which I like, is you just start with the person and then you go to the results. So, hey, you know, I really want you to be able to succeed this year and like I really care about you you know, succeeding so we can go on to the next thing which we planned on or get to that level two like we talked about. That's why it's really important. We were able to correct this for the next one, so you, they know oh, this person. Like they're doing it in my best interest, mm. you know. And that's when they're like, I think they're more receptive to hear it. So then you can say, you know, really care about you, want to see succeed, like we talked about. So what are we going to do be able to address this? Because he's like, you know, the goal was three, and you only got two. How can we get five in, mm. in the next block? And that's because usually I think you you are so much more receptive to feedback when it's from someone that um, really wants your best interest. Yeah, someone like you know is like your enemy. You like don't care about their feedback yeah, you know yeah. it's like the opposition sports team oh dude you should really uh, you know try and hit the ball this way you're like this dude's trying to fuck me up because <laughs> yeah. they want you to lose yeah, yeah. whereas compared to you know your ultimate coach that's been with you for 10 years you know they care you'll hear any feedback from them because you know they just want you to win mm. so it's kind of the same thing here you obviously want to be easy on the person you never denigrate them as a person and if even you could do the uh, reverse tell them how you you
1: appreciate them you want them to succeed as a person then give them hey you know you didn't get to the result yeah yeah exactly um and then final thing we'll leave you guys with to think about when it comes to growing and developing your staff. And I should say that, you know, if you are a staff member, if you're an employee that works for them, you know, this information is still relevant for you. You don't have to sit around and wait for the leader to, you know like I said, it's a two way street. You should have a relationship with your boss or the, the owner or whoever you work for, senior management, and be able to give them this sort of stuff. Be like, Hey, I've you know been having a, a really tough time getting the results but it's because like i also see that you're not really getting the results here and like i know you're a great leader and you've motivated me so much i love working for you but you know you, you you're you're trying to get you know 100 sales in uh, sorry 100 phone calls in make 25 percent sales and you've only got 10 percent as well so uh, i think we we all need to step up if we're going to hit our goals and a good leader would be like you know what you're right like, you, you call me out. Like, they'll generally do do take it really together? well.
0: You know, usually, yeah, usually if you have a boss, you're at a gym, they're often craving that stuff. They're yeah. like, oh, because what they'll hear is not like, oh, you think they suck. They'll usually hear, oh man, you must really care about us getting to the goals. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're that guy or girl's goals. So, they're usually going to take it really well. Um, or, I mean, it's also one of the best things to do if you, you are know, a staff member and you want to elevate is like, do this stuff to other staff members. Mm then the boss will say oh man you like you're helping the other leadership yeah, yeah perfect it's the best yeah. thing to do if you just sit around like man my boss's leadership is so bad yeah but you're not doing anything
1: then you're also
0: bad yeah you're not going to elevate right
1: and find out what the if you don't know it's kind of sad but find out the company's core values or we'll know the company's core values where are you dropping the ball where can you be better you know our guys need to look at those core values am i really thinking like an owner right mm. now what would i do if i own this business how how could i how can I be better from that standpoint, you know, and, and be more of that? And that's what we want to see from our guys. So, but anyway, the last point uh, that we want to talk about is communication. Now, there's a really good book called Scrum. I read it, then I passed it on to you, Raf. Mm. And one of the things, and I love Scrum because it's so pragmatic and uh, it's so evidence based. And one of the things that they did is they did this mathematical, uh, I guess, like equation, I suppose, or they played out some mathematics with communication channels, right? And so, when you have a communication channel between you and me, there's one channel, right? Now, if we add a third person in to sit down, there's not two communication channels now, there's three, right? There's the communication channel between you and me that was already there. Now, it's between you and the third person, that's two. And now, it's between me and the third person, that's three, Right, but then it grows exponentially. Yeah. So then, it's squared and like cubed. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. But yeah, so because two, there's one channel. But yeah. then you've gone from one channel. Then with three, there's three channels. Yeah, and then with a fourth person, I'm not sure how many channels either. Maybe like six or, or eight million. or something. It's like that thing. <laughs> but anyway, the point is that at a certain point, we've studied in humans that we can only manage. I think it's like seven communication channels at once. Yeah, seven people. Seven, seven people. Yeah, seven people that we can communicate with, right? It's why there's departments. Yes. Yeah, why there's, there's teams. There's, right? Why
0: there's teams, right? Soon, exactly. You go to any business, that like, oh, so Microsoft, one team, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, dude, there's fucking so many departments, Yeah. Right? Heads of departments. Yeah, exactly. it just doesn't work like that. You don't just keep adding people. And I think seven is the max, but you got to remember, seven's the max if you're really good at this shit. Yeah. So it's like, oh, dude, you are like so good communicator. You are like twenty year business veteran. You can do seven. If you like suck and you know you're in your first three years of running your business, you probably only handle two. Yeah. Or three. Yeah. You know, so that's yeah, it's seven, but it probably means you are not good enough for seven, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like even my communication channels, most of them, I'd say I probably use three. On yeah. A daily basis.
0: It's hard to have many more than that. So a good one you can do is like, yeah, if you go got a gym, maybe just like make a thing. Hey, there's gonna be like a morning team and an evening team. Yeah. Something like that, right? It's really easy to split it up. You know, it allows you to create... It's actually a fast way to create more little kind of leadership roles within a group because you've got little teams. Yeah. You know, and you can give someone, oh, dude, you're like head of this team. They mm. don't need to get paid more. It might just be like, oh, cool. That's an awesome extra responsibility. You yeah. Know, they can do or something new for them or it could be an actual position that you can earn more money in and someone's going to elevate with, right? Mm. So that can be a um, a fast way to increase them. But yeah, if you just have seven people, there's like no structure to it or more than seven, even worse... And there's just so many miscommunications. That's why everyone does that Chinese whispers fucking thing where you're like one person to the next person. It just never works. Uh, and I'd say what I'll add to this, uh, which is a lesson I've learned at the time which well, which is uh, writing things down is a huge one as well for your communication. I think the more people, even the more important. I've had so many one-on-ones with someone where I've talked to them and then there's like we we'll come back to it and there's a miscommunication about you know who was told to do what. My general rule now is I never get upset if it wasn't written down. Because otherwise, you're just opening yourself up to be perpetually disappointed. Mm. If you write it down then we're both clear on it, it's done. It's why like all big businesses use emails. Cool, if it's important, I'm going to write you an email about it. If it's not in an email and there's a miscommunication, you only have yourself to blame really. And mm. I know you're not going to write down everything, but that is a rule. Because when you don't, man, really sometimes things are miscommunicated mm. or things are just forgotten. right? So that's a good rule you can use as well is that it might have been clear in your head, might not have been clear in theirs or it might not have been clear with the five people that were listening to you.
1: Yeah yeah and you know everyone's communication style is different like I'm a bit I call myself the Raph whisperer because mm-hmm. sometimes like Raph will be in a meeting he'll say something I know exactly what he means but then like I can tell on some people's faces oh like he hasn't really understood it and I'll just like say okay so like what you're saying Raph is like this is this and then I see those people like oh okay yeah because you got more context exactly no yeah. Better. yeah and it's just like it's probably the same for me as well like I'll do certain things and Raph's like hey just so you know when Locke said this like he meant that and they're like "Ah, oh, okay that's what he meant yeah. you know so it goes uh, communication I guess the point we're making is like communication is critical right because people people take stuff completely the wrong way they do things completely the wrong way you'd be
0: astonished it's like a good example of you say Locke often has like you have like bigger goals right so you'll often walk in and be like dude I can we need like three locations and then I'll be like he doesn't mean like next week <laughs> You know, but staff members will be like, "Dude, I think we're going to open two more," and I'm like, "No, settle down. Like, we're going to get there, but we're just talking at the moment." You know? yeah, yeah. And everyone, so you just it, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this people up, like, dude.
1: Everyone's going to get ten million dollars. Yeah. Like not right now. Not right now. Russ like, no, 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 not now. Everyone's like, "Oh fuck, damn." All right, mortgage guy, I actually can't buy the house. <laughs> yeah. And um and
0: yeah, like I man, I think uh, most communication problems. Um, so most problems are miscommunication problems. Yeah. Um, and then I think you've got to find out your personality type. So there's some people that uh, over-communicate. They almost communicate too much. They're like saying all the stuff. It's like, Dude, you didn't have to tell everybody that. Uh, everyone knows that person. And then there's more the under-communicators. I'm probably on the under-communication style. Yes. Uh, and, you'll, and you will you know that because you'll know that. Uh, I think it's the best way to know. So when you get stressed and there's a bit more stress in your life, some people will like overshare. They're like, I've got to speak to someone about this. I'm going to call someone to make, make themselves feel better. The other type of personality will, um, I don't want to speak to anyone. You're that person. Yeah, that's yeah. my personality. Right? Yeah. And I'm saying that's how I think you know if you're an over-communicator and under-communicator. Yeah. So if I'm like, yeah, I'm, if something's not going well, I'm like, oh, just don't speak to me. Yeah. So we're not making sales. How sales going? No, Let's not talk about sales. Yeah. You know, whereas there's other people that are like, oh, we've got to talk about this. I'm going to like, you know, I've had a breakup. I've got to call all my friends about just to feel better. And that mm. can be one way you know, um, yeah, which style you are.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure which style I am. I think I'm like a bit of a mix. Mm. It, depends, it can, depends it can on what it depend is. on what area. Of your yeah, I think of your it depends life on, on the life. Yeah.
0: Um, but I think yeah, you'd be more on the spectrum of of a uh, overcommunicator because something goes wrong, you will often want to chat to me about it. Yeah. Where something goes wrong for me, I'm like I'm not going to tell out this until I've corrected it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah, a, that's, yeah, that's yeah, big true. That's what I'll notice, and that's just different styles because I I want to. It just goes internal more for me. Yeah. So it's not the ones better or worse. Be aware that if you undercommunicate, you're truly, truly fucked. Well, if you over-communicate, you can lead to some miscommunication sometimes. Yeah,
1: well. yeah, yeah. You can maybe like I guess some of the things I have to can control myself on over-communication is like if there's a problem, the first thing I try to do immediately is just go into just like dumping everything, all the solutions, everything out there rather than sitting with it for a bit more time, allowing a bit more space where I'm like, okay, what's actually going on here? Is this important? Can I give this a bit more time before I get into it? I'm just like, cool. I need this shit fixed. Instantly, and I'll just go nuts and I'll just like do all this stuff. And sometimes I create a bit more chaos and damage that was necessary. Mm. And then I'm like, I'm deleting Slack messages, and then I'm like calling people to be like, Hey, don't worry about that thing, it's all good. Like, all I had to do was wait five, ten minutes. And so, I think it's just like, Yeah, the pace of certain things. And I think that, uh, with communication as well, those personality tests can, can also help quite a bit. Um, yeah, but I also do think that with core values and with teams, the more you stick to your core values, the more you hire by your core values, the more you. Uh, spend time in the hiring process I do actually think communication becomes easier because what ends up happening is you hire more and more of the people like you yeah it's true and so it does become a little bit easier and so
0: it's like if you got heaps of Spanish people right more miscommunications literally because of the cultural differences between you guys yeah
1: but one of the things I was thinking of is like it's so easy when you go out right to like see like okay uh like let's take them completely out of uni- uniform and stuff let's let's take these people like as exactly as they are just going out for a night out okay you can tell the the team of 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 gym gym guys and you can tell if it's a good gym and you can tell the team of it like yeah, uh infrastructure guys yeah. right or the it engineers it's just you just can't because yeah. if the company's really good they're hiring a very similar person every yeah. single time because that's like collectively they share a lot of the same values and. They're interested in a lot of the same things and it kind of lends itself to a little personality type like the fitness guys. They're all big and jacked and fit and stuff and they're all louder personalities and stuff. And Yeah, there's individual differences but there are similarities. So I do think communication does help a little bit more. Easier, definitely easier. Definitely easier, definitely. And if you're bad at hiring, obviously it makes communication harder which people always have an example of. Anyway, hopefully that was helpful guys. I'll run through it quickly for you again. It starts with leadership, leading by example. Uh, It's not the only way. Uh, Sorry, it's not the best way. It's the only way. Commitment to self education as a leader is absolutely critical. If you're not reading, if you're not doing what you say you're going to do, if you're not working on your health and fitness, uh, if you're not practicing what you preach, then uh, you're shit and you need to do a better job of that. Core values, uh, super important to understand uh, and to help develop within your staff. uh, Treating everyone equally, no matter their role, uh, treating them like human beings. uh, Always giving challenging and constructive feedback and ensuring that you have a good positive negative ratio. And Raph's insight there was positive feedback delivered in group format and then negative feedback delivered individually off to the side and then hard-on results and actions, easy on people and then finally, communication channels at a very senior level, at a very expertise level, seven people at once max and then as you're beginning, one to two people and uh, that should help clear things up. So guys, hopefully that was helpful. If you really enjoyed that episode, let us know. Um, give it to another business owner If you're a staff member, share it with your boss. If you're a boss, share it with with your staff member. All valuable information. Hopefully, that was helpful for you guys. And as always, we'll speak to you all next week. Thank you, Project, for tuning in again to another episode of The My Muscle Project. Uh, We release an episode every single Monday. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, The My Muscle Project, to stay up to date with everything we're doing. And if you have some time, leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. And don't forget, we have a second show of the week, The After Show. So it's no longer a
0: rest day on Thursdays. If you have any questions for Lachlan and I for that show, head to the mindmuscleproject.com
1: forward slash the after show. And if you ask a question, we'll uh, we'll answer it on the show. Thanks again so much, Project. And we'll see you all next week.